Welcome to our COP26 impression series. My name is Yanis Bello, and I'm here on the ground of the Sustainable Innovation Forum in Glasgow, happening alongside COP26. In this series, we're harnessing impressions of COP26 and the Sustainable Innovation Forum. I'm joined by Matthew White, Head of Planning in London and one of the lead partners for the real estate sector for HSF. Matthew, what are your first impressions of the Sustainable Innovation Forum here after one and a half So, I think there's a real buzz here. Uh, it is a vibrant atmosphere. Um, there's a lot of energy around the solutions that are available and some very interesting ideas being discussed. Um, I really like the positivity. Um, I think there is also a slight feeling that we're in a bit of a bubble here and that everyone here is committed already. And I think the challenge will be when this ends and when COP26 ends, it's about um, translating that energy into action. Um, and I'm sure that will be the same with the activities going on in the blue zone and the green zone as well. So you know, let's hope that this isn't just a two-week conference that translates into uh, you know, something really um, that is going to change what we're doing on climate change. Now, Matthew, you have been one of the people that have actually spoken here today. Mm. Uh, you spoke about your impressions in relation to future cities and mm. the built environment. Mm. Uh, do you just want to recapitulate a bit on, on your thoughts on that and what you yeah. think is important to have? Yeah, so I was uh, speaking about uh, the future of cities and real estate. And I think what was interesting is that a lot of the presentations that I've sat in on have been about how we tackle climate change. Um, and what we do to tackle climate change. There hasn't been much about where we do that. So obviously coming from the real estate sector, I'm very interested in where these solutions are going to be delivered. And you know, land is a very finite resource um, and our cities um, are already contributing uh, a large amount of carbon. So about 70% of um, carbon emissions are attributed to cities. Um, and that presents a huge challenge, but it also presents a huge opportunity. Cities are dynamic, they are uh, engines for change, they are crucibles for evolution. So I'm interested in what cities can do to tackle climate change um, and how we make cities livable. We all deserve a livable future, so cities are, are very much a part of that story. So, so just three key points. What can cities do? to combat climate change? Yeah. So obviously we work a lot with real estate clients who are already delivering. Um, uh, you can talk about the challenges in terms of embodied carbon, uh, of the buildings that exist today and when we build a new building, the energy that goes into creating that building, and then operational carbon, which is the carbon that's used as the building is, is uh, occupied and operated. Um, and we're seeing you know, terrific uh, uh, innovations and initiatives by our clients uh, in terms of reducing the embodied carbon by the use of greener materials, uh, innovative construction methods, um, and then also on the operational side um, in terms of reducing energy usage and some really clever ideas like we're working for TFL on the redevelopment of some underground station 
and um, they're talking about using the, proposing to use the uh, waste heat from the underground to heat the office building that we're building above. So that's a really nice solution to use what would otherwise be a, a wasted uh, product and actually put into good use. As you're saying, there's already a lot happening, but but what's missing? Where where do we still need further development? Where do we maybe need further input or guidance from governments? Considering that COP26 is is largely uh, interstate and, and a state level negotiation uh, event, yeah. where where can the the public side come in and, and guide? And what do we need from? It? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, so. If we talk about real assets generally, that, that covers not just real estate, but infrastructure and energy, and the investments that are available, the funds that are available there, there's an enormous amount of capital available to be deployed uh, on the private sector side. On the public sector side, there's a huge amount to do and not enough money. So there's an obvious way there to join up uh, resources. Um, and so I think what we really need is, is good partnerships between public and private sectors. Um, and that means productive conversations are required. Uh, it means that uh, outcomes and objectives have to be defined uh, very early in, in, in the process of a, a discussion uh, and agreed so that we can utilise both, both sectors uh, in the most positive way. And I think if we can bring people together and look at innovative funding solutions, uh, regulated asset-based models, for example, um, there's a huge potential for what we can do. But it's really hard, and you know, to take my own uh, practice area of planning, and a very small example of where uh, planning policy and climate change are not working hand in hand. If you look at uh, heritage buildings, historic buildings that are being protected, it's very hard to build in sustainable measures uh, into those historic buildings because they're so closely protected. So I think we need more flexibility to take greater account of sustainability and the need to tackle climate change when deciding the future developments. More flexibility for greater sustainability. That seems like a, a good tagline yes. um, for the future. Putting it in practice is, is difficult. But yeah, it's, it's got to be reckoned. And look, we've done it before. You know, we had uh, 10 years ago, maybe more, there was a similar drive to make buildings more accessible. So we, we did a lot in terms of uh, disabled access to um, very closely protected heritage buildings. We need to do the same now in sustainability for those buildings and across the board to give that the weight that it deserves. So are you optimistic that it's, it's something that can be done with the right combination of public private sector? Or... Um, so there's a lot of talk of hope and um, I don't want to stop people's hope but I feel that Hope is another way of saying someone else is going to do something. Uh, so hope and optimism are terrific, but I would prefer to talk in terms of positivity, uh, positivity and proactivity, which means yes, we can solve this, but it is going to take action by all of us to do it. Um, and I think if, if that's the message coming out of this, that we are actually going to now take responsibility and do things, uh, each of us together. Um, and that would be a great outcome. Well, it sounds like a good call for Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.